Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is episode number 364, How to Flip the Stress Switch in Dating and Relationships. Hey everybody, this is Sandy Weiner. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to have the love you want and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. And what is a woman of value? A woman of value is a woman who shows up, stands up, and speaks up for her value for the things that matter to her, and she doesn't live her life as a reflection of other people. She really is an an independent woman who knows how to be in relationships. Today, I am supposed to be speaking with best-selling author and neuropsychologist Amy Sarin about stress and how it affects dating and relationships, but she is not here yet. So I am going to uh, share the woman of value tip of the day, which is love your body, and we'll hope that she arrives by the time we finish her introduction, and if not, I have some great information to share with you. So love your body. Why is this part of being a woman of value? Well, it's really something that we do terribly. Um, we end up loathing our body so much, and I know that it doesn't really matter what the shape of our body is, whether we're thin or heavy or tall or short, whatever our body looks like, there is some self-loathing that usually goes on, and that leads to feelings of a lack of confidence and um, it's just not healthy for us to be so self-loathing. So I really want to impress upon you that it's so important to love the body you have. Love the body you have. Take care of it. It is it is taking care of you. And the more we can feed it good foods and exercise and give our bodies love, the more our bodies will love us back. And I can tell you as a woman who is in her early 60s, that my body is not the same as it was when I was in my 40s and even in my 50s. And I had to learn to love this new body that showed up being different than it used to be. And it took a while. It's not simple, but it is really, really important because we, whatever we focus on grows. And so if we're self-loathing, we're going to end up probably not taking care of ourselves. So um, Dr. Saren is still not here, and... What I am going to share with you is something, actually, that I am going to be presenting tomorrow at a Lunch and Learn. Um, I am going to be, if anybody is in Fairfield County and wants to come and hear me in Darien, Connecticut, at Haven, H-A-Y-V-N, that's tomorrow, Wednesday, July 24th, if you're listening to this in real time. And I am going to be presenting a Lunch and Learn on how to deal with difficult people, how to speak up in challenging situations. So I thought, since Dr. Saren isn't here yet, I would use this time to help you to courageously speak up, no matter how difficult the situation becomes. 
And I'm going to share my eight steps. Tomorrow I'm going to be going over a four-step method, but this is, this is a really great method for courageously speaking up no matter how difficult the conversation gets. So the first step is, if you're scared to speak up, remember how courageous you have already been in other parts of your life. So for example, did you ever stand up in defense of something that was important to you? And think about the success you had in standing up. Remember the success you had and tap into that courage. That will support you in your toughest conversations. Number two, believe that a mutual solution that meets both your needs is possible. You both don't have to agree for the conversation to be a success. You just want to identify the core issue and you want to reach a solution that works for the two of you. So no matter who you're talking to, whether it's someone at work, whether it's a relationship, a romantic partner, a family member, people do learn how to treat you based on how you advocate for your needs, and mind reading does not work. We so often want people to just read our minds and know what we want, right? So the more you can take a stand for what's important to you, the more likely your needs will be validated and honored. The third step is to drop your assumptions and judgments about the other person and the situation. Before we can have a courageous, open-hearted conversation, we have to first suspend judgment. And that includes right or wrong thinking, using absolutes like he always does this, she never, she never comes on time, she's always blah, blah, blah. Labeling, name calling, none of that is helpful and it actually takes you away from being able to be compassionate in this conversation. So stick to the facts and really anytime an assumption comes up and a judgment comes up, really breathe through it and try to drop it. Number four, figure out what your intention is. Why do you want to have this conversation? Why is this important to you? Is it important to the relationship that you have? Is it important to healing the relationship? Is it important to you to feel understood? Figure out what that core need is, what the intention is, and state it at the beginning of the conversation. So for example, if you're having a conversation about how your partner hurts your feelings, you can say, I want to have this conversation because I want to repair the rift between us because I value you and I want to get closer to you. So that is an intention. Number five is to identify what you're feeling using the feeling, a feelings chart. So I have a feelings chart that I give out to people. Identify what you were feeling at the time and what you're feeling now. So if you're not even using a feelings chart, you can go online and get one from the nonviolent communication. That's one that I like. But you can just ask yourself, am I feeling sad? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling misunderstood? What is that feeling? Identify it first before you go into this conversation. Number six is to identify the need you had that was not met. Your needs make up the core essence of who you are. So if one of your needs is pushed under the rug or stepped on, it's going to resurface. And it might come back as a passive-aggressive remark. You might withhold sex from your partner. It might come up as rage. 
So get clear about what need of yours was or is not met. And then step number seven is to listen. This isn't just about you saying your piece. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. If you want to understand and you want them to understand you, you have to give them the same respect and listen carefully to their response. Ask them how they feel about what you just shared. And tell them it's important to you to hear what they think and feel. And number eight, brainstorm for a solution that works for both of you. The more collaborative you can be, the better. And ideally, both of you are going to feel heard and understood. So those are the eight steps. And I'll go through them again really quickly. If you're scared to speak up, recall how courageous you have been in other parts of your life and, and really use that feeling to give you courage to have this conversation. Number two, believe that a mutual solution will, that meets both of your needs is possible. So it's not about agreement. It's about coming up with something that works for the two of you. Number three, dropping your assumptions and judgments about the other person and the situation. This is so critical, and I know so many of us just go right into assumptions and judgments. It's hard. We Most of us grew up in homes where we had judgment and assumptions, and just to be able to be open-hearted is huge. Number four, figure out your intention. What do you want? Why do you want to have this conversation? State it at the beginning. Number five, identify what you're feeling. Number six, identify the need that you had that wasn't met. Number seven, listen. Really listen well and listen to understand, not just to be heard. Again, this is hard. We have to put our egos aside. And number eight, brainstorm together for a solution that works for both of you. And that is really possible in almost every situation. A few more tips I have for having a successful, courageous conversation and one is that before you even start the conversation, make sure that you're in a safe space where both of you feel safe. So if it's a personal conversation um, with a partner, maybe it's in the living room. If it's with a work person, maybe it's your boss or a coworker, find a safe space where you don't feel like you're going to be intimidated or over overpowered during the conversation. And the next tip is to use contrast statements to repair misunderstandings. And what a contrast statement looks like is, I don't want blank, and the contrast is, I do want blank. So I don't want for us to be fighting. What I do want is to find a mutual solution that works for both of us. Number three, separate fact from story. That is huge. We all make up stories, right? So share the facts and conclusions in a way that makes the other person feel safe telling their side of the story. And then number four, ask for their side. Be open to hearing their point of view. And this is a repeat from the other steps that I shared. Number five is the check-in. Are you actively exploring their side by mirroring, by making sure that you understand them? Paraphrase what you hear to make sure you're getting it right and make sure that they feel heard and understood. And number six is even if you still disagree on some issues, find what you do agree on, which is what I said before. And the seventh is to create a plan of action you both agree on. So that is really how you have these conversations. And 
The truth of the matter is if you want to have authentic and honest relationships, you need to have difficult conversations. They get easier with practice. So practice, practice, practice on everybody and anybody, and you will soon become skilled at expressing your needs without feeling frustrated or disempowered. I do have um, a special that I'm going to share with this audience, and it's called a speak-up session. So if you have a difficult conversation that you are having trouble putting together and figuring out, then I want to invite you to book a speak-up session with me. This is um, on my womanofvalue.com speak-up website. So you can go to thewomanofvalue.com, W-O-M-A-N of value.com, forward slash speak-up session. And speak-up session has dashes in between it. And you can book a speak-up session with me, and you will get, you will learn your speak-up archetype. You will learn how to speak up so that you don't have to keep coming back to me. We will script together, script your challenging conversation in a way that sounds like you, and it sounds authentic. And if you enter the code SPEAKUP50, that's all in caps, SPEAKUP50, you'll get $50 off your first session. It's only valid for one week from tomorrow, 7-24-2019 to 7-31-2019. So if you're listening to this after the fact, you can still order it. You just won't get the coupon code $50 off. So that is the end of our session today, our, our show. I don't see our guest, so I appreciate that you came to listen to How to Have a Difficult Conversation And I hope that you go on your last first date very soon. If you love our show, please rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really, really helps a lot. And I'm grateful for all of you for listening and being part of our wonderful audience.